You are listening to Joe Radio. Radio. Listen, advertise, share. Good morning, Lord. Today's a new day. A chance for a new start. Yesterday is gone. And with it, any regrets, mistakes, or failures I may have experienced. It's a good day to be glad and give thanks. And I do, Lord. Thank you for today. A new opportunity to love, give, and be all that you want me to be. Today I want to start the day with you on my mind and in my heart. As I dress, let me wear the armor you've provided daily. The helmet of salvation. The breastplate of righteousness. The shield of faith. The belt of truth. The shoes of peace. And the sword of the Spirit. With prayer on my tongue. Praise for you. And petitions for those around me and those I meet. Feed me today with your daily bread. As the bread of life. Your food, like manna, will sustain me throughout any trials and hungers. Help me to set my thoughts on things above, and to speak only what will help, and encourage others. Keep me from putting my foot in my mouth, and help me guard the affections of my heart today, Lord. Make whatever work I do be marked with excellence rather than perfectionism. As I seek not to make a name, but to make a difference. Help me to treat each person I encounter as you would, with respect and love, forgiving others and asking for forgiveness myself when needed. As I start this day, help me remember that I belong to you, and my desire is to act accordingly. Keep my feet from stumbling, and my mind from wandering into distractions that could steal precious time and energy from the most important things you have designed for me. I'm proud to be your child, Lord, and I'm so grateful that you died for me, rising again so that every day could be filled with the wonder of your love, the freedom of your spirit, and the joy of knowing you. I know earthly life is short and fleeting, Lord, but I want to live today as if it were the first or the last day of my life. Giving thanks for every good and perfect gift you choose to give. Today, and every day. I want to live my life for you, Jesus. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Are you in Trinidad and in need of geriatric nursing services? Well, if you are, you can call 868-714-7428. That number again, 868-714-7428 for tender loving care and attention for you or your loved one or whoever's in need of that service. All right. We have more than 10 years in the business. All right. You'll be in very, very good hands. Right. So, if you know someone who's in need, um, if not yourself and you know someone, give us a call, 868-714-7428 for geriatric nursing services.
when I was 16 years old, I planned to commit suicide because life was just too heavy. It was just too much for me. It was just too much. I was an atheist who, who had been through a lot of hurt and who'd been hurt by a lot of people and was really self-centered and selfish and, and all I thought about was my own pain and I couldn't get out of it. And finally, I just, I decided that, that I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna keep doing life anymore. And when you're an atheist, it kind of, if you don't, if life gets too hard, there's really, there's really no reason to keep going, I don't know. For me, I was just too selfish and so I planned to commit suicide, and the day that I planned to commit suicide, <laughs> I came home from school, and I was having a nervous breakdown, I think, and I remember my grandma looking at me going, just understanding, she just knew, I don't know how she knew, I guess it was God, but she said, something's wrong with you, and you have to go to church, <laughs> and I said, there's no way I'm going to church, those happy Christians that never have any problems, and and I hated Christians. I hated people who talked about Jesus because they always seemed to be pointing their finger at me and telling me, you know, this hateful thing, hateful speech. You know, God hates you because you do this. And if you do this, then God hates you and he's going to send you to hell. And, and so I never wanted to be around Christians and I, I sure didn't want to go. But she just kept on and she would not stop screaming at me until I finally was just like, okay, if you stop screaming, I'll go and sit in this building just so that you'll shut up pretty much of what I said. And I went there and I sat in the back and I crossed my arms and I pretty much was like waiting for it to be over so I could leave and fulfill the plan that I'd had to commit suicide that night. And uh, the guy starts talking, the preacher, he says, he starts talking about pain in people's lives. And he seemed to just describe my whole life, my whole story. It seemed like he was talking straight to me. And I was getting kind of weirded out. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get out of here, this is weird. And then, uh, and then the guy, the preacher, white-headed southern preacher was like, start crying. And that got my attention. I was, I, was, I was just thinking, why is he crying? And all of a sudden he says, there's a suicidal spirit in the room. And I, all the hair stood up on my arms and I was like, I gotta get out of here, this is weird. And he was like, he said, he just kept crying. He said, please come up, we wanna, we wanna pray for you because God has a plan for your life. And I know that you don't understand why there's so much pain in your heart. But God, God made you. And he made you to be, to be connected with him. He made you so that he could love you. And so that you could love him back and experience a life like you've never known before in him. Just knowing that God is real and that he loves you. And he has a plan for your life. Please come up and let us pray for you, whoever it is that has that suicidal spirit. And he cried while he said that. And I had too much pride. I was like, there's no way I'm going to go stand in front of these Christians and say, 
I have problems. <laughs> I was like, no way. Even though I, I thought it was really weird. <laughs> so I got up and I, I went towards the door. And finally I was like, I'm out of here. And went towards the door and there was a man standing at the door, another man with white hair. And he had been crying, I guess. I don't know what, they are crying a lot, I guess. <laughs> He was crying and he caught my attention because I had never seen an old man cry before. And I'm looking at this guy and he said, the Lord wants me to speak to you. And he said, he knows the pain in your heart. He's seen you cry yourself to sleep at night. And he died to take that pain out of your heart. He experienced it while he was on the cross so you don't have to keep holding it there anymore. And I just looked at him I was like, wow. <laughs> and he kept talking about other things that he couldn't have known. And I, he said, would you please let me pray for you? And I felt like he loved me, a stranger. He really loved me. And he said, God loves you, and that's why I love you, and I want to pray for you. <laughs> I said, okay. Finally, I said, okay, you can pray for me. And then he put his hand on my shoulder and started praying, and it felt like God of the universe showed up. And I saw who I was. I saw that I, I was sinful. I saw that there was this perfect, holy, loving God who was right in front of me, the God of the universe. Why does he care about me? I don't know. I'm just, he's just standing there, and I just feel like God's saying, you know, he's showing me who I am. I'm, all the love I thought I had, I was selfish all the time. I thought I loved my brothers and sisters, but that was only till they got on my nerves. <laughs> and I thought I loved my, my boyfriend and my friends, but if they did me wrong, it was always selfish and conditional. And I understood that, you know, sleeping with my boyfriend was wrong. It just felt like I just understood my sin. It was not, it was not loving. It was not selfless. It was, it was selfish, all of it. And God's standing there showing me this this picture of myself and at the same time he's wrapping his arms around me going I want to make you new I want to make you new I want to make you new I want to show you how to how to live how to love I want you I want you to know that I love you just the way you are but I'm not going to leave you that way and so I just remember waking up the next day and I looked at my ceiling and I was like okay um I wasn't supposed to wake up today, so why, why, why am I waking up? <laughs> why, why do you want me here? What do you want with me? And my whole life has been in an adventure since then. <laughs> so these days, everybody is worried about something. Where will I go to college? How am I going to pay my rent? What will I wear tomorrow? When am I finally going to find a boyfriend? or girlfriend, we don't discriminate, regardless of what all those commenters on who you are message to all women say. And then of course there's much more serious worries, like how am I supposed to deal with the loss of my parent, or will this round of chemo finally be the last, or what am I going to do when unemployment runs out. And in my experience, it seems that all of our worries seem to be able to fit into one of three 
categories. There's decision worry, there's provision worry, and there's lack of vision worry. Rhyming points! And what I want to do today is I want to give us a few passages of scripture that we can use to combat these types of worries in our lives. Because I believe that the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit for a reason, because it attacks the lies that the enemy tries to get us to buy into. So number one is decision worry. Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6 Say, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. And decisions are a huge cause of worry in our lives, because oftentimes it feels like there's six million different paths we could take, and we can't really see where any of them lead, so how are we supposed to know which one to choose anyway? But God's promise in this verse makes it very clear that when we give our decisions up to God and the worry that goes along with them, he will make the path straight. He will make the road clear. And this is really hard, isn't it? Because we want to be in the driver's seat. We want to be in control. We want to know and understand where we're going. But if we want to defeat worry, we have to replace our need for understanding with trust in God. We have to let God into the driver's seat. Number two is provision worry. In Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 through 26, Jesus says this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And I think we worry about provision for one of two reasons. Sometimes it's because we doubt God's power. But the Bible makes it really clear just how powerful God is. In Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 12, it says, But God made the earth by his power. He founded the world by his wisdom and stretched out the heavens by his understanding. And the Bible also makes it very clear how God cares for his creation. In that same chapter of Matthew, Jesus talks about how God cares for the sparrows and the flowers, and God also cares for the mountains and the trees and the pigs and the lions and the tigers and the bears. Oh my! You see, scripture makes it crystal clear that God is all-powerful and therefore he is fully capable of caring for his creation. So the second reason we might worry about provision, and I think this one is more likely, is because we doubt that we actually matter. It's not that we doubt that God is all-powerful, it's that we doubt that we could actually matter to a God who is all-powerful. But Jesus speaks directly to this when he asks the probing question when referring to us versus the sparrows. He says, are you not much more valuable than they? And in this same story in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, Jesus says, even the hairs on your head are numbered. And just to get rid of any confusion out there in TV land today, or any doubt that is in your heart, God wants you to know that you matter to him more than you could ever imagine. And we defeat worry when we remember how powerful God is 
and how much we matter to him. And number three is a lack of vision worry. Later on in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. You see, in life, I think we worry about so many unimportant things only because we lack the vision to see the things that are truly important. And you see, God does not want us to worry. Not just because he wants us to trust him, and not just because he wants us to see how much he loves us, but because he has something better for us to do. God doesn't want you to worry about the clothes you're going to wear, because I think God's a lot more interested in the ministry you're going to do while wearing them. God doesn't want us to worry about the food we're going to eat because he's more concerned with what we're going to do with the energy the food gives us. God doesn't want you to worry about where you're going because he's a lot more invested in what you're going to do when you get there. And what God is saying in this verse, he's saying instead of always seeking a solution for your worries, give me your worries, seek my kingdom, and I will take care of the solution. Because what worry does is it stifles our calling from God. Because when we worry, it's like we're carrying around all this baggage. And the problem with that is if we're carrying around all this baggage, then when God finally calls us to something, we're not gonna have enough room to take that calling from him. And so instead, what God is saying, he's saying, give me your baggage so I can replace that with a mission. We defeat worry when we stop seeking solutions and start seeking the kingdom. And if worry is gripping you today, then God wants to replace it with trust. He wants to let you know how much you matter to him, and he wants to take away that worry so that he can free you to pursue his kingdom calling for your life. Thank you so much for watching another seven minute sermon. You all rock. Make sure you check out the video over here or the video down here. Those are some of our previous seven minute sermons. Also click right below me to subscribe to the channel. And today I wanna to ask you all a question. And when I ask this question, I want you to answer it in that little comment section. Don't just watch the videos, comment, because we want to hear from you. So my question today for you all is, what is your favorite Bible verse? In this video, I'm going to show you seven foods to balance hormones naturally in women. Hormones regulate the activity of the cells and organs in your body, and ultimately act as your body's control system. When in balance, your body can function optimally. This will allow you to feel energized, motivated, and upbeat. Unfortunately, numerous factors can throw your hormones out of whack and affect how you feel overall. Everyday triggers like artificial scents, processed foods, and certain soaps can destabilize your hormone levels. They can cause sleep deprivation, influence your menstrual cycle, and stress levels. Although we all experience these triggers from time to time, chronic hormonal imbalances can lead to issues such as weight gain, infertility, and depression. They can also increase your risk for certain cancers and other diseases. 
You can though balance your hormones gently and effectively by adding the right foods to your diet. The right nutrients gives your body the building blocks it needs to produce and maintain the necessary balance of hormones. I will show you the hottest hormone balancing foods out there. These contain a stable distribution of antioxidants, carbs, protein and healthy fats. Not only do these foods regulate your hormone levels, they can also improve your reproductive system and bring you gorgeously glowing skin. Bring balance back into your life by eating these deliciously nourishing foods. Number 1. Omega-3 Fatty Acids Omega-3 fatty acids play an important role in producing hormones, hence they are highly beneficial in balancing them. Omega-3 fatty acids are polyunsaturated fatty acids. Along with omega-6 fatty acids, these are essential because they cannot be synthesized in the body. They are particularly beneficial for women as they help reduce menstrual cramps and menopausal symptoms. Due to their antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties, omega-3 fatty acids also have a profound effect on your health. Some good sources of omega-3 fatty acids are oily fish, flax seeds, chia seeds, walnuts, soy extracts, winter squash and olive oil. So load up on these foods to treat your hormonal imbalance naturally. Number 2. Broccoli Cruciferous veggies like broccoli help your body maintain a healthy balance of sex hormones, particularly oestrogen. An essential hormone for women, oestrogen promotes a healthy reproductive system and the development of reproductive organs. Excess oestrogen, however, can lead to issues such as premenstrual syndrome, weight gain, depression and osteoporosis. The photochemicals in broccoli help metabolize oestrogen efficiently. This helps to prevent an excess of these hormones. Meanwhile, the fiber in broccoli plays a role in reducing oestrogen serum or the oestrogen circulating in your body. This lowers the risk of oestrogen-related issues and reduces the symptoms of excess oestrogen as well. Number 3. Avocados Stress can cause your body to pump out a boatload of hormones ultimately triggering inflammation, sugar cravings and insulin spikes. The cortisol released under a stressful situation causes your system to enter a fight or flight mode. This ultimately disrupts your thyroid's production of hormones. The fiber in avocados reduces sugar spikes in the blood, whilst the fruit's monounsaturated fats lower your blood cholesterol and control insulin levels. Meanwhile, the plant sterols in avocados help balance your oestrogen levels and promote progesterone production in women. Number 4. Coconut Oil Praised for its mind-blowing health benefits and considered one of the healthiest fats out there, coconut oil ranks high on the list of powerful superfoods. That said, it's no surprise that virgin coconut oil works wonders on your hormones. First, it improves thyroid function by helping cholesterol convert into a compound your body uses to produce hormones. Meanwhile, the toxins we're exposed to every day oftentimes contain hormone-mimicking chemicals that prevent your body from producing real hormones. Coconut oil contains many antibacterial and antifungal properties which can reverse the damaging effects of toxins on your body. Number 5. Pomegranates Coined the jewel of winter, pomegranates have been used for centuries in Middle Eastern folk medicine as a remedy for countless health issues. But the ruby red superfood does an incredible job of promoting hormonal balance. The flower, seeds, juice and peel 
contain a very rare fatty acid, punic acid. This nutrient contains fat-burning and anti-inflammatory properties that reduce the negative effects of excess hormones. This along with the fruit's photoestrogens and progesterone-like compounds found in the seeds help enhance fertility, balance menstrual cycles, calm PMS symptoms and keep hot flashes at bay. Number 6. Vitamin D Vitamin D is also involved in the normal functioning of the parathyroid gland, which regulates calcium levels of the body. Studies also suggest that vitamin D affects your pituitary gland, which produces a range of hormones. Vitamin D also plays an important role in the reproductive function. The results of a study published in 2000 revealed that vitamin D plays a vital part in the synthesis of estrogen within the body. It can also help relieve symptoms associated with low estrogen levels. It also affects your weight and appetite. A few minutes of sun exposure daily can be of great help to the body for making vitamin D sustain your hormones. You can also eat foods like oily fish, cod liver oil, milk, eggs that are rich in vitamin D. Number 7. Quinoa This trendy grain has swept the nation and attracted health fanatics everywhere. And for good reason. Unlike many grains, quinoa doesn't raise your blood sugar levels and trigger insulin. Insulin fluctuations can trigger high levels of the hormone androgen. As a complex carb falling low on the glycemic index, quinoa keeps blood sugar stable and in turn balances these hormones. Blood sugar fluctuations can cause your body to release cortisol, the stress hormone. Because quinoa releases sugar slowly into your system, it also helps to keep these cortisol levels in check as well. Loaded with B vitamins, quinoa also helps to keep PMS symptoms at bay and regulate your estrogen levels. I hope you've enjoyed this video on the 7 foods to balance hormones naturally in women. And if you have, please subscribe and give this video the thumbs up. And if you want more information, check out this video on anti-inflammatory foods with crazy healing benefits. Thanks for watching and bye for now.